Hey folks, just a quick reminder before we get started with the show, it really does help the resurgent out tremendously. If you do pay attention to the sponsors, this week Quip and Blue Apron are the sponsors. Uh, Great products. I am familiar with both because I'm a customer of both, so I'm honored to have them be the sponsors of the show. But before we get started, I do just want to remind you, I know sponsors in the show, but they're necessary. They're also helpful. And it helps us if you use them. So thanks very much for taking the time to listen to the podcast and for checking out our great sponsors this week, Quip and Blue Apron. Hello there. I promise the rain is coming. Uh, You should know that a tornado watch has just been put into effect for the very northwest quarter of Georgia. You know that county that's not on the quarter? That county. It's under a tornado watch. It's going to be... Uh, it'll be spreading in here right now. There is a severe thunderstorm rolling through Carroll County. Um, the heart of the storm. Let's see. It'll be to Whitesburg by 5:45 to Noonan by 6 p.m. Uh, yes, we do have weather concerns today. Uh, you've got light sprinkles now in the Ostel, Powder Springs, Smyrna, Mableton, Douglasville area. More storms coming in throughout the night. You will want to stay with WSB. Because we have Kirk Mellish and no one else does. And he's been around for a while and he knows these things. Gosh, this light really is bright in here. So, okay. Now, we will move on. It's Eric Erickson here. News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. The phone number is 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Can I just explain this Cambridge Analytica story, please? We'll get to Andrew McCabe in a minute, but everybody's talking about Cambridge Analytica. You should know that uh, right now, as I'm talking in Great Britain, um, the data police there, yes, Great Britain has data police, data integrity. It's a crime division of Scotland Yard. They are raiding Cambridge Analytica if if social media is to be believed. Um, They want to see what's happened. Y'all. The story is so misconstrued, and it shows why government needs to not regulate Facebook and Twitter and the like, because that nobody seems to understand what the heck they're talking about. Um, if you go buy an ad on Facebook right now, in fact, you know what? Let's do a real-time ex- experiment here. I'm going to go on Facebook right now uh, with the resurgent, um, facebook.com slash the resurgent, and I'm going to buy an ad. While we're here on radio right now, uh, and to demonstrate, this is all Cambridge Analytica did, is that Facebook has APIs. Um, An API uh, is a computer, essentially program, an application programming interface, API. Um, It's a set of uh, protocols, tools for building software for third parties to connect into someone else. So Apple, for example, has APIs uh, for you for you to be able to build a program that interfaces with the system software of the iPhone. Facebook has APIs, application programming interface, uh, where you can build a software program that interacts with certain tools of Facebook. 
And one of those, let's see. I, so I'm on the, the Resurgence Facebook page right now. Ooh, our reach is down. Uh-oh, this week. Okay, so Donald Trump's State Department is killing international adoptions. It's true. We'll get to that story. He wants to stop it, and the State Department is ignoring him. There's a little button that says Boost Post, so I'm boosting the post. And now it goes in and it says, okay, what do I want? Um, who do I want to reach out to? Well, I can customize the audience, okay? I'm going to create a new audience here. This is all I'm doing is what Cambridge Analytica did. Uh, so I'm going to call this Cambridge Analytica test. Okay, so I'm going to target women ages 21 to 65 in the United States who have an interest in, let's see, adoptions. Um, yet people who are interested in adoption, we're going to focus on those people. Uh, our audience size is 26 million people. Um, we're going to limit it now to just adoptions from all these others. And, okay, we're going to target women who also like to knit because, you know, people like to knit and they might like kids and adoption. So we got, okay. So we've narrowed down our audience to now people who like knitting and adoption. And let's throw in for the heck of it uh, the Fox News channel. We have a defined pool of people of about 10 million people on Facebook right now. People, women between the ages of 21 and 65 in the United States who, uh, let's let's narrow this down some. We're going to get rid of this one. We're going to get rid of this one, this one, this one. All right, we're going to narrow these down pretty significantly here. All right. Um, so we now have a defined pool of people of 1,300,000 people who like knitting, adoptions, and Fox News. And... I'm going to click cancel. I'm not actually going to buy that ad. But th that's all Cambridge Analytica did is Facebook allows you to go through and, and pull all this data and examine it and cross-reference it and target ads to people. And that's all Cambridge Analytica did. But everyone's throwing in gobbledygook and they don't understand it. So uh, this guy that The Guardian interviewed, um, he, he's a gay queer theory expert who worked for Cambridge Analytica, which helped get Donald Trump elected. He's clearly regrets that he worked for Cambridge Analytica and Robert Mercer and the like. Uh, and it, his repentance is to confess his sins to the Guardian. And it, the Guardian has made it sound very nefarious after of other media outlets. But this is all data targeting. Folks, are you paying for the use of Facebook or Twitter? Are you paying for your Facebook account? You're not, are you? So guess what? You then are the product. You're the product. Because what are you buying? You're not. So who's buying? Advertisers are buying. And what are advertisers buying? You. So Facebook collects all your data. How does Facebook know that someone likes adoptions, knitting, and, fa and Fox News? Well, because they probably liked the Fox News channel on Facebook, or they're sharing links from Facebook, or from Fox News. And they're also sharing links about adoption, and they're sharing links about knitting. So you find the person who does those three things, and you target an, an ad to them. So you find the people who are talking about Donald Trump a lot. 
And you find the people who are talking about hunting a lot. I mean, this is called micro-targeting. It's what campaigns have always done. Except in the past, they had to get magazine subscriptions and they had to get uh, Nielsen documentation and whatnot. And they had to compile all this stuff together and, and try to get a psychographic profile of someone that they were going door-to-door -door with. Now they're not going door-to-door. -door. They're going digital mailbox to digital mailbox. And so they're getting all this data from Facebook. And Facebook, you should know, gives them this because they want the advertisers. And Cambridge Analytica isn't doing anything nefarious. They're dun, 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 buying Facebook advertising. That's it. They're buying Facebook advertising. Or what the Obama campaign did is they could pull out the psychographic profile of someone showing that this person likes needing adoptions in Fox News, and then they could see who all of those people's friends are. And they could connect those friends. And, and what, what the Obama campaign did in 2012 is they were enabling tools for you to be able to reach out to your friends. And they could customize messages for you to your friends. So all of your hunting friends would get one message that Obama's not going to steal your guns. You should like him. And then all your, your hippie friends, they could get another one. Oh, Obama's going to let you sell granola without tax. And you could customize all these messages. That's all Facebook is doing. You read these articles in The Guardian, The Washington Post, The New York Times. You hear about them on TV. They sound very nefarious that these companies are having getting access to Facebook's data. Yeah, sounds very nefarious. Do you realize that they're advertisers? And they have the, the tools to be able to dig through Facebook's database of people and customize a message to those people. They're not doing anything illegal. They're not doing anything nefarious. They're not stealing Facebook's data. It's just that the people who won are the people hated by the left. And the left thinks that Facebook, Twitter, and the media and whatnot are their territory. And someone used their tools and their technology and their territory against them and won. And so they're putting out these bitter, angry stories that make it sound like there's some illegal conspiracy. There wasn't. It's just they were better at targeting ads on Facebook than Hillary Clinton. And the fact of the matter is, whether you want to believe it or not, you are the product being purchased by using Facebook, Google, Twitter, and the like for free. You're the product being purchased. They collect your data and sell it to third parties. It's how they make their money. And it's just the Trump campaign took better advantage of it than the Clinton campaign. And so now people are crying foul. But guess what? Obama did it more than Trump in 2012. And no one's crying foul about that. Let me take a quick time out to thank one of our great sponsors this week. And that would be Blue Apron. You know Blue Apron. Heck, Mick Mulvaney, the head of the Office of Management and Budget. He wants a federal government Blue Apron style program to help feed poor people. Blue Apron is that popular and they're that widely known for good reason. They're the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone and they've got plans to suit your needs. They got a two-person meal plan. It feeds two people Eight new recipes per week with the choice to receive either two or three recipes a week. They got a family meal plan, which is what I have. Meals that serve four people. You choose from four new recipes per week with the choice to receive two, three, or four recipes any week. I get two a week because I like to do a lot of other cooking as well, and I get tons of cookbooks to review. More on that later. And they also have a wine plan. Six bottles of wine from renowned winemakers delivered monthly. They do a lot of great recipes. In fact, let me just give you the recipes that I've had recently. 
I did the creamy tomato fettuccine with mushrooms and thyme breadcrumbs. Really, really, really delicious. Enjoyed that a lot. And then I tried something new, which I'd never done before. Kind of Asian thing. It was good. It was ginger pork burgers with black bean mayo and roasted broccoli. I would have never considered cooking something like this at home, but I did. And it was tasty. It was very, very tasty. Um, They've got some original recipes. And you know, as somebody who really likes to cook a lot, they have recipes I would have never considered. Um, Stuff I I would have never thought, I don't know that that sounds good. And then they send me a box of this stuff and I make it and it's actually quite tasty. And right now, Blue Apron has a really good deal. My listeners are getting $30 off their first order. You go to blueapron.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Check out this week's menu. You get $30 off at blueapron.com slash Eric. It is a great way to cook. If you're single and you're dating, this is a way to impress your significant other as well. Some fantastic recipes. Stay in and cook with Blue Apron. Go to blueapron.com slash Eric. It really is a better way to cook. It's 27 after the hour. Uh, Okay, let me just wrap up this Facebook stuff so I can get to Andrew McCabe. All Facebook is on. And by the way, I I feel compelled to tell you I I do own Facebook stock, uh, just so you know. Um, But all they're doing is selling advertising. They're selling data to advertisers. And Cambridge Analytica developed new algorithms that could process the data more effectively and make the ads even more targeted than Facebook itself could. That's all that happened. There was nothing nefarious and nothing illegal here, but there are new allegations against Cambridge Analytica in Great Britain that suggest there is some illegality going on, including using strippers to bait politicians. And nope, not talking about Stormy Daniels. We'll get into all of this when we come back. And the Andrew McCabe firing. there it is 39 after the hour the rain continues to make its way into the metro area uh cambridge analytica there is a story out let me just read you the headline this is from channel 4 news in the uk trump's election consultants filmed saying they used bribes and sex workers to entrap politicians An undercover investigation by Channel 4 News reveals how Cambridge Analytica secretly campaigns in elections across the world. Bosses were filmed talking about using bribes, ex-spies, fake IDs, and sex workers. One quote of one of the people involved, a senior person at Cambridge Analytica, says, quote, We'll offer a large amount of money to the candidate to finance his campaign in exchange for land, for instance. We'll have the whole thing recorded. We'll blank out the face of our guy and we post it on the Internet. Offering bribes to public officials, obviously, is a crime. Um, some of this stuff, they, they say they'll they'll send uh, essentially prostitutes around to try to target political opposition, and they'll have cameras in tow to see if they can make it happen. I Some of this stuff, I don't know. They're trying to make a bigger deal out of Cambridge Analytica. The jumping off point, though, is the Facebook data. And they didn't do anything wrong with the Facebook data. And by the way, Facebook let them do it. Why? Because they're an advertiser. They paid. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but again, it is very important for you to note that uh, you are 
the good being sold by Facebook, Google, Twitter, and the like. Why? You use their platforms for free. They collect all the data on you, and then they sell it to advertisers who can target you. Same with Instagram and the like. So, so much of the media is outraged by these stories because the media is of the left. And they are opposed to Donald Trump being elected. And so they're making this story way more salacious than it should be. Way more salacious than it actually is. Barack Obama did the exact same thing in 2008 and 2012. And the media applauded the genius of it. You know who didn't do this stuff? Hillary Clinton. Y'all, Hillary Clinton failed to use a lot of these tools. If you'll recall, there was a report out um, about three or four months ago from Facebook folks saying that Hillary Clinton, they reached out to her, told her they could help her, and she declined. Meanwhile, they were helping the Trump campaign. The Trump campaign was using Twitter analytics as well. And y'all, I got to tell you, as someone who has bought advertisements on both of these networks, first of all, Facebook has a better ad platform than Twitter. Twitter, I have never seen, and I've talked to a ton of people, and none that I can recall have seen a rate of return on any investment uh, with Twitter. It is more and more a worthless platform. By the way, I, I've largely, I'm taking a break from Twitter over the next couple of weeks. I want to reassess how I use it because it's become more and more worthless. I have loved in the past to interact with you guys uh, on Twitter during the show. But the, the noise-to-signal ratio has gotten so large, it's impossible. Uh, I can't connect with you you guys on social media, on Twitter in particular, during the show because there's so much garbage. So i got to reassess how I use it, and so I just decided to stop using it for the next two weeks and, and figure it out. But Facebook is actually an easy, good way to target people because so many people use Facebook. The data is very detailed. I mean, I can find people within a zip code who have certain interests, who have certain likes, who have certain dislikes, have certain friends in common, and I can target messaging to them down to that. You know what I used to tell campaigns? You can buy data analytics from people, or you can buy data analytics from third-party sources. You can get magazine subscriptions. You can get... Um, who watches what on cable TV generally within certain areas. You can figure things out about people. You can micro-target pretty good. You can tell whether someone is a Republican or Democrat because you can tell whether someone votes in the Republican primary or the Democratic primary and how often they do it. You can't tell who they voted for, but you can tell if they went got a Democratic ballot or Republican ballot and how often they voted. And, for example, I used to tell people all the time, if someone is an NRA member, they subscribe to Field & Stream magazine and they vote in every Republican primary— you are going to send that person a mail piece about the Second Amendment, about hunting rights, about sportsmen's rights. You can target that specifically, and people have done it. Well, before Facebook and Twitter existed, you got, you got magazine subscriptions, TV viewing habits, uh, church directories, you name it. You compiled all that information. And essentially, Facebook now makes it very, very easy to do because everybody puts their personal information in that they're members of this church. They, they like this local community thing. They, they went to school here. They live here. And people can get that narrowed focus information and target specifically based on someone's interest on abortion, on education, on Second Amendment issues, on religious issues, on you name it. If they're concerned about transportation, have they been complaining about the commute on the way, on the way to work? You can get that information. 
And you've given them all that information to Facebook, which turns around and sells it. And so for people to say they're outraged by this, it's been going on and they've been letting it go on. And many in the media were perfectly fine when Democrats were taking advantage of it. The only scandal now is that Republicans have gotten good at the data analysis that Democrats used to be, and now suddenly everyone's horrified by it. It is a completely partisan view of what Cambridge Analytics did. They're making it sound very, very nefarious, but it's what Barack Obama did. Six after the hour, Eric Erickson here. There really isn't any major weather in the metro area right now. There's a line of light rain from Carroll County all the way over to Conyers. Really, most everything is on the south side of I-20. A little bit of spillover on the north side from Redan to Conyers. Um, but the heavy part of the storm is between Whitesburg and Palmetto right now. And your Union City, about 617 uh, you're going to get the remains of that heavy cell. There's just there isn't a ton right now. Everything the really bad stuff is south of Macon, uh, in the central part of the state right now. When we come back, I want to spend some time on the Andrew McCabe situation. Totally justified firing by the president of the United States, um, and the way the media is handling this, I think, just exposes media biases. I also think it was rather cruel. I want to I want to say why. I agree with Marco Rubio on that, but it was justified. Spend time there. Real quick, though, New York Times has a very impressive story out today. Extensive data shows punishing reach of racism for black boys, uh, complete with fancy graphs and everything else. Um, you know what they, they really, oh, they minimize, even though the data shows? You, you know the, the young black boys who actually match their white counterparts in money? Those who have fathers in the house. I got a question. So there's breaking news. It's not really breaking news on CNN about uh, the president. He's trying to, to figure something out with the Mueller investigation. The Mueller team is trying to set up an interview with him. Some of the president's lawyers want him to fire Mueller and, and Orrin Hatch and Lindsey Graham. And others are coming out saying that that would be in, insane. It would be suicidal, etc. Oh, there's Adam Schiff to comment on it. Does anybody really think Republicans would do anything if the president fired him? I, I don't think so. I don't think they would. But I want to talk about McCabe, Andrew McCabe. Andrew McCabe is the was the assistant director of the FBI. He was, for a while, the acting director of the FBI. And Jeff Sessions, on behalf of the president, fired him 26 hours before his retirement kicked in. Why was he fired? Well, it is amazing how the media has pivoted quickly away from this topic because they don't want to talk about why he was fired. He was fired because he leaked information to the media about one of the investigations into the president. He leaked. McCabe 
was a partisan. He may have voted in a Republican primary in Virginia, but his wife was a Democrat who took money from Terry McAuliffe, who was the Clinton's financier and the governor of Virginia. Highly partisan. She ran as a Democrat. And McCabe participated and oversaw those investigations and allowed partisan Democrats within the FBI to handle the Clinton investigation. And what's his name? Strocker, whoever, seemingly gave them a pass. And McCabe oversaw all of that and then leaked to the media about investigations. The inspector general of the FBI will be releasing a report in the next week that recommends that McKay be disciplined, except that part was already released a couple of weeks ago. The Department of Justice, in a review of the forthcoming memo from the Inspector General, recommended that McCabe be fired. The FBI senior managers recommended Andrew McCabe be fired because he leaked about a confidential FBI investigation. He leaked. And he says, he claims... That James Comey, he told James Comey he was going to do it. He got permission from the director of the FBI, James Comey, except there's a problem. In his sworn testimony before Congress, James Comey says he never authorized any leaks from the FBI. So either Comey lied under oath or Andrew McCabe is lying now. And the media can't go after Comey because they've done so much to build him up. So McCabe's got to be the fall guy. The president was totally justified in firing Andrew McCabe. And many of the partisans out there in the media right now screaming about it, if a Republican had done something, you and I both know they would be out there screaming, demanding that person be fired. There are several examples of this, as a matter of fact. Remember, there was the staffer, Elizabeth, I forget her last name. She tweeted out... Uh, that she thought Sasha and Malia Obama were being disrespectful one of their dad's speeches. He had people on CNN demanding she be fired for that. Remember the Valerie Plame situation. You had wall-to-wall coverage of people. Valerie Plame had already been identified. There, There was no breach of classified information. She was already known and disclosed, and yet Scooter Libby went to jail for it. And the left demanded Carl Rove's head. They demanded Dick Cheney's head. They demanded all these things. And yet they're going to claim that what the president did to Andrew McCabe for leaking confidential information about an FBI investigation to the media was okay. They can't. So they've got to pivot and move on to the president. Will he fire Mueller now? I do want to say something else, though. It was cruel for the president to fire McCabe and vindictive and petty. And hear me out before you yell at the radio. I know you already are. The information came out two weeks ago. In fact, we know that one of the reasons McCabe decided to cash in all his vacation time and essentially step aside a couple of weeks ago was because he knew this was coming and he was getting out of the way. And he should have been fired then. I think it comes across as petty and vindictive for the president to do it 26 hours before retirement. To wait until then to pretty much insist that Jeff Sessions do it. And behind the scenes, that's apparently what happened. The president demanded Sessions do it. To wait until it's 26 hours when we've known this for weeks. 
I think, yet again, this is another example of the president being his own worst enemy when it comes to this sort of stuff, because he could have gotten a lot more uh, praise from Republicans, even Marco Rubio this weekend and other Republicans in Congress having to temper their, yes, he should have been fired, it was totally justified with, but it should have happened weeks ago. This seems a little more petty uh, by waiting until 26 hours before retirement. And it does. You know, I'm still a firm believer, maybe I'm too old-fashioned for this world these days, that there are ways that you, um, ways that you treat people. Even when those people don't treat you in certain ways, you treat them in certain ways. And I think one of those ways is uh, when you fire someone, go on and fire them. There was cause. The reports were out a week and a half ago at minimum. Fire him then. I think this waiting until 26 hours before retirement just, it, it doesn't look good. It's bad manners, if you will. Should he have been fired? Yes. But weeks ago. Whether you agree with me or that or not, I still maintain it was justified. And yes, things can be justified and also come across as vindictive and petty. Behold the healing power of and here. There's not an or, it's not binary. Yes, it was justified, but I think they handled the firing badly. It should have happened weeks ago. But he still deserved it. And I think the media... Because the media has been so in on these situations against Republicans for so long, the media has no credibility in these situations. Whether it's the congressional staffer with Sasha and Lee Obama, whether it's Scooter Libby and Dick Cheney and Karl Rove with the Valerie Plame situation, and on and on it goes, the media as well has squandered its high ground here because they've been so vindictive and petty. And I think that's why when you turn on the TV today, they've already moved past McCabe. And they're going now from an actual story of something that actually happened with Andrew McCabe to complete and pure speculation. Fox News is covering the president's opioid crisis right now. CNN and MSNBC are wall-to-wall coverage of the president. Will he fire Robert Mueller? It is a completely speculative conversation. And the odds of it happening are slim to none, quite frankly. But they can't talk about Andrew McCabe. Because the president ultimately was justified, even if the timing was off. He was justified. They wanted to play up the story big time, but it really doesn't help them when even Adam Schiff, the congressman from California, the Democrat, the antagonist of the Trump administration comes out and says, yeah, firing McCabe was probably justified because it was ultimately justified. He leaked. Just a quick timeout for a great sponsor whose product I've been using since before we started doing sponsors for this podcast, Quip. Because I saw their ads on Instagram and thought, eh, this looks useful because every electric toothbrush I have ever had has sucked. Um, either the head was too big or it had a charger and I hate traveling with extra chargers. I got a Mac, so I got dongles for everything. I don't want a charger for a toothbrush as well. And Quip doesn't use a charger. And the battery, I've been using this one now uh, three, four months and the battery still works. And when it stops working, I just replace the battery. That's it. I can buy them at the grocery store. I like Quip. New electric toothbrush packs the right amount of vibration into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of bulkier traditional electric brushes. That is very true. And here's the cool thing. They have a subscription plan. Refreshes your brush 
On a dentist-recommended schedule, new brush heads every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Now, side topic here. If I sound like I'm essing, hissing, I'm wearing Invisalign braces. My I, Dental issues when I was a kid had a quack dentist. Uh, pulled teeth he shouldn't have, and it has over time caused problems. I've noticed my teeth seeming like they were further and further back, and turns out they were. So I had to wear these braces, and the reason I'm wearing these braces is because although the S's hiss a little more, I can still talk on radio in a way with metal braces I couldn't. But they put these attachments on your teeth that help push your teeth around wearing these braces. And you eat meat, you eat anything, it can get up underneath the attachments and whatnot. And I tried my wife's electric toothbrush that has a bigger head just to see if, if I was right. And sure enough, my Quip toothbrush, because the head has a great vibration, but it's also smaller than some of these electric toothbrushes, I can get in and around those attachments better than with my wife's fancy, super expensive $100 plus electric toothbrush. And I don't have to deal with a charger, which is a good thing. Um, so Quip makes it very, very easy for me to have good dental hygiene. And replacing your brush heads every three months is dentist recommended because your brush heads, they can actually get sharp. I was hearing Jonathan last on the on the Substandard podcast say he's a, a, a germaphobe and was talking about the brush heads. They get sharp, the bristles do, and they can grind off your enamel and hurt your gum. So you're supposed to replace your brush head every three months. So with Quip, you, I mean, you kill two birds with one stone, you get great dental hygiene. I highly recommend it. More than I wanted to say about a toothbrush, but I actually am that impressed and it has been that useful. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com, getquip.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Eric. It's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash E-R-I-C-K. It is 25 after the hour. There is nothing really in the area. There are some sprinkles around Stockbridge. That's it. We'll see if the rain actually gets here. It is really bad the further south you go in Georgia, but it's well outside the listening area. It is south of where I live. Uh, let's go to the phones here, though. Kim in Peachtree Quarters, you're next. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I, I listen to WSB all day long, and I, I heard this morning, and I can't remember who said it, but that... Andrew McCabe isn't even really losing all of his retirement. He's only losing a few years that are up front for, you know, certain, I don't know, prior higher-ups in the federal government. And, and they're making out like he's losing everything. Yeah, so there was actually a report on the news a little while ago on this um, that it depends on who you ask. Um, there are some government retirement experts who say he'll lose everything because he was fired. There are some who say he will only lose a little bit of it. Uh, and then there are some who say it won't affect him at all because he was within 26 hours of retirement. Um, the, 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 there was a full vest point, uh, but I have no earthly idea. My guess is that he won't lose all of it. Uh, he won't lose his full pension, even though he's uh, fired. However, you should also know that a Democratic member of Congress has offered to hire him for 24 hours and that would allow his entire retirement to vest. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Isn't it amazing to be a government worker? Yeah. They're, they're, yeah they're, they're so dedicated. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Kim, thanks very much for the call. Yeah, he probably won't lose anything. 
uh, if he goes and works for someone else within the government, they'll be able to keep him. Um, I just, but isn't it amazing? I think I want to say it was CNN. Don't hold me to it, but I think it was CNN. That's what was on at the office earlier today when I was watching. And I, they had, they, it was a story about would he lose all of his retirement or not. And they talked to three different people who gave him three different answers, which isn't it amazing that your government retirement pension is that complex? And, and you know, they did point out that it really does depend on, on how his pension is set up. But he's probably not going to lose the whole thing. I wouldn't think so. Y'all, there is a story in the New York Times. I'm just going to read you the headline. The case for a carbon tax on beef. Yep. A team of French scientists, uh, we should stop right there, (laughs) published a paper on the practicality of putting a carbon tax on beef as a tool for meeting the European Union climate change targets. The idea will sound absurd, except, you know, cows fart. They're major pollutants. Cows are. You know, what was the, the old Steven Spielberg TV show? The 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 submarine, the giant submarine, Sequest. Yes, it was like a, several years in the future from now. Maybe it was set in uh, like the, the, the early 2000s and beef was banned because of global warming. You can see where these global warming zealots are headed. All right, you heard Kurt Mellish. More weather is coming. I will tell you there is a tornado watch uh, for Dade County all the way up at the northwestern tip of the state, uh, and it's all headed this way. The worst stuff is south of Macon right now, uh, the Cochrane area down there, but we're going to get stuff. It is headed this way. I can see it on the radar in Alabama. There are actually reports of... Uh, tornadoes in northern Alabama right now, north of Birmingham. So it's headed this way. The phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. If you'd like the daily email that I am now back to getting up every morning in handwriting. Uh, but it's all for you. Uh, you can text the word SHOW to 444-999 and you will be subscribed to it. Uh, all the news you need to know uh, as conservatives. But we got to get into more news here beyond the weather um, because there's a lot more stuff out there. And I want to focus for just a moment on a report out of the New York Post on a Democratic congressman, Tom Susie, I guess his name is. He's from Long Island. According to the New York Post, at an event, uh, the congressman said, it's really a matter of putting public pressure on the president. This is where the Second Amendment comes in, quite frankly, because, you know, what if the president was to ignore the courts? What would you do? What would we do? A listener at the event blurted out, what's the Second Amendment? I kid you not. Spectators laughed, some nervously. Republicans were not amused. All I can say is, amen! I'm glad a Democrat, you know, it's funny. Democrats are suddenly talking about federalism in the age of Trump, and now suddenly they're Second Amendment rights activists. They want to take up arms against the president. They believe we're headed towards totalitarianism. You know, the Second Amendment exists not just for your self-protection. It exists for you to protect yourself against a tyrannical government. It does. 
And the Democrats have never liked to talk about this before, but finally, at least, they're willing to acknowledge it. The more of them we get on the record, the better. Because that's why the Second Amendment is there. It came from the English Bill of Rights. It was insisted upon by the English noblemen uh, after the Glorious Revolution of 1688. They wanted it in the Bill of Rights because James II had been going around taking people's guns because he was afraid of a rebellion because he was secretly a Catholic and he didn't want the Protestants to take up arms against him. So he was confiscating people's guns. So they put it in the English Bill of Rights that the people had the right to keep and bear arms. And the American colonists, as they were writing the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, they adopted the language. Because it's not just for your home protection, and it's not just for the protection of, of the state. It is for the protection of you against the state. And it's nice to finally see Democrats acknowledge that. It's nice to see them suggest it. Now, this guy probably suggesting assassinating the president. That's bad. We don't want anybody to assassinate the president, but we do want Democrats acknowledging that you have a right to protect yourself against an out-of-control state. Here's the thing, though, on this this idea that Donald Trump is some sort of despot, that we're careening towards tyranny. There's a case before the Supreme Court tomorrow on whether nonprofit pregnancy centers in California must advertise for abortions. See, the state of California and the left, they don't like the fact that there are pregnancy counseling centers that don't tell women that they can kill their kids. And so they want to demand that these pregnancy centers uh, advertise for abortion. And the pregnancy centers are resisting. They sued. They're going to the Supreme Court. In China right now, the Chinese government is telling Christians in China that if they want state benefits... They have to take down pictures of Jesus and put up pictures of the Chinese dictator. Yeah, they got to take down pictures of Jesus. They got to take down any crosses in their house. And they got to put up pictures of the Chinese dictator if they want food. That's what the Chinese are doing. Did you know that Hitler and the Nazi party were actively exploring vegetarianism in Germany? And they wanted to mandate that people become vegetarians. And you know one of the ways they were exploring making people become vegetarians? They wasn't going to pass a law and say you can only eat vegetables. They were going to start showing people graphic pictures of slaughtered animals, knowing that would discourage them from eating the animals. Imagine if the Nazis, if there was a McDonald's or a fast food restaurant at the time, and, and they were forcing the fast food restaurant to put up pictures of slaughtered animals. Imagine if pro-life pregnancy centers were able to get a law passed that forced uh, Planned Parenthood to put up the gruesome pictures of the parts of children they had sold. That's what California is doing. That's what they're doing to these pro-life centers. They're forcing them to advertise what they consider to be an evil practice. Uh, they're Essentially, they're, they're forcing them to advertise the altars of Moloch. Now, here's the thing. The left is okay with what California is doing. They, they write all these worrywart pieces about Donald Trump and creeping totalitarianism in the United States. But last I checked, the left was far more totalitarian than the right. And Democrats were far more totalitarian than Donald Trump. Donald Trump may talk a good game on Twitter, but he's not taking any of your liberties. He hasn't taken a single liberty from you. 
But the left, every time they get in power, they want to take more liberties from you. Look at California, what they're doing to these pro-life centers. Look at them forcing people to bake cakes for certain weddings. Time and time again, it is the left that encroaches on your civil liberties, and they do so in the name of tolerance, and they do so in the name of civil liberties, and they're curtailing your rights. They're forcing you to conform in a certain way. Donald Trump has never forced anyone to conform. And yet they say, oh, Donald Trump's a totalitarian. When the left picks a totalitarian and sees that person come to power, they're going to be A-OK with it. And see, you know, both parties overreact to the other. The pendulums like swing even further. They don't slow down. And so the left is next going to elect someone who's even more aggressively totalitarian than Donald Trump. And they'll be totally okay with it. And they'll say, oh, that person's not a totalitarian. You need to do this, you bigot. That's exactly what they'll do. They won't leave well enough alone because that's what the left does. It is 55 after the hour. Back to the phones. Mark in Monroe. You're next. Welcome. Hello, Eric. How are you doing? Good. I'm How are a you? Long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm good. Um, I was wondering. Second Amendment protects us to for it, it protects our right to keep and bear arms. Yes. Does it protect our right to purchase arms? And if not, will there be future ramifications when legislators realize this? According to Scalia in the Hiller decision, it does um, within certain broad contexts. Yes, it, it certainly applies to our right to buy handguns and rifles. Uh, and government certainly can regulate and, and put restrictions on those rights, but they can't outright block us from purchasing them, according to the Hiller decision. Fantastic. Thank you, Eric. That's You're welcome. Thanks very much. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Yeah. Um, is, is Scalia, who who is a Second Amendment, was a Second Amendment advocate, uh, made that very clear um, that the Second Amendment does apply to handguns and rifles. And it even applies, according to him, to certain rifles that look like they're in the military but are semi-automatic. And government can certainly impose restrictions, and some state governments have, on the age, uh, raising it, as Florida just did, from 18 to 21 to buy rifles, uh, or um, to the in California, where there are certain guns that just look scary that you can't buy. Buddy mine out in California mentioning trying to buy certain things out there, and they're impossible. Now... Um, before I get out of here real quick, uh, there is an explosion. There have been another explosion in Austin this morning. There's a bomber out there. There have been four of these. Um, it's interesting today because a black man and an Hispanic man have been injured uh, that there's all sorts of speculation about whether or not it was racially motivated. But there are also white people injured in the earlier attacks. And that's been downplayed to stir up, I guess, uh, the racial angle in this. Um, some crazy person who's smart enough to make bombs out in Austin, Texas. Democrats are demanding it be called terrorism. It probably will if we know the person's motivations. Remember, terrorism is about political motivation. You've got a political message. Uh, we will stay tuned to this. Um, I'm going to be out tomorrow and, and Wednesday because of the Reagan Library, but I'll be back here on Thursday.